Business is brought to you by Audible.com. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share some tips and tricks of what it's like to be a married couple that owns and operates a business together. Allison, how are you doing this week? Doing great. We're getting ready for February vacation. Yeah, February vacation this year. Uh, so we had initially planned to go skiing. We were going to be awesome parents. We, we had like this plan and then it fell apart. The plan just... For lack of a better term, it fell apart. It, it's okay. It was nobody's fault. Yes. So now we're on February vacation when kids don't have school for a week, and we're trying to, we're taking off a day, day and a half of work, and we're trying to. We're planning to be spontaneous. Yes. We're pl- planning to be spontaneous. I like that. I like that. <laughs> That's totally us. It's like we're making a plan to be spontaneous. Yes. Well, we don't have a definite plan yet, and we're not being crazy about it. We are. We have a couple of different ideas of places we want to go, kind of north, south, east, and west of the um, two hours around where we live. But we're, it's February in New England, so we have to watch the weather. Yeah, you have to watch the weather. And, you know, and on, on top of everything else, it's just like it, this is so against what you and I usually are like. Like, we plan everything. Like, I have our summer trips already planned and booked. And so yes. this one, we're just like, oh, we'll see if there's a hotel that'll take us. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what's going on. This week, Allison, we're, we've got uh, an interesting topic. It was actually given to us by one of our team members, um, and she thought it would be a good idea for us to talk about the importance of team meeting. Yeah. So, as a lot of you guys know, we've just moved into a brand new office uh, in the last two weeks. And so, we've kind of been looking at what we're doing well, what we're doing, what we can improve on, and trying to create better habits. So, one of the things we're looking at is what we're doing for team meetings and how we do them. And we've always done, or at least for the past, I don't know, what, five six years we've done like full-on team meetings where we have because in a little bit about our company you know we have a company where there's half of our staff is in the office and then the other half of our staff is in the field and we don't see them every day so those people sometimes don't interact with each other right so one of the things nicole and i put into our marketing plan this year is we have our marketing to the general public but how do we market to our own team right and so we're trying to help you know build that relationship stronger, keep engagement up. Yeah. And with COVID and just physically outgrowing our previous office, it was very difficult to have team meetings where everybody was together. We tried to do it outside um, in the parking lot and that was okay, but not great and not consistent. The last team meeting we had um, before the new year, we did an offsite visit, which worked out really well. So we're kind of looking at the options for those kind of company-wide team meetings, how can we do them better? Right. And and so that, I guess that's the first place to sort of start, Allison, is, is why we do team meetings and what's important about team meetings. Well, I think team meetings are important and an essential part of building the team, you know, and achieving our team's objectives and goals together. Um, they're an open forum where we can come together, reflect as a team, talk about what works, help each other. Um, and, you know, they kind of help improve the general overall, you know, direction of what we're doing. Right. And, and, and for us, and this is something we'll talk about in later episodes, and I think we've talked a little bit about before, but it helps that the cultural aspect of making sure people stay connected. Because it is kind of hard when you have a business like ours where half of half of us don't see each other all that often to try to remember that that's still important to make people feel like they're included and part of 
our team. I think especially for us, I feel like our office team has become much better, much better at being closer, working together well, being a team. And we've really worked hard on that culture. And I think that now we have to figure out a way to bring the field staff into that fold and make them more of a team. Um, and that's going to be a top-down challenge. Yeah, and, and it's hard because the even the field staff, they're not, they may only be at the same place. They're at different places every day. Yeah, like, and they're not, they're not together together either. Right. So we've got five or six diff- people in five or six different places. Right, and and we mix things around and some days they may work with one. and So it's it's definitely for us, the team meeting is important. It's a, it's a good way to bring everybody together. The other thing is too, Allison, it's good for us to help get some feedback from them. And, and so we do things... Uh, um, you know, we ask them for ideas and what we should do during the team meeting. We usually do some sort of like workshop or or talk or something, right? Yeah, we try to. I try to have an educational component to it. So something that is either we've been struggling with as a team or something that's new that's coming down the pipeline or, um, yeah, as a way for us to kind of bond together and educate together. You know, not only is it important to make sure that everybody is learning and growing as employees, but it's also important for us to make sure that they feel like they're included in all of that together. And so one of the other things that we do a lot is we do uh, prizes or we do what we like to call good job awards. We So one of the things we do is we're always asking everybody if somebody is going above and beyond, if they're working really hard, if they're trying to learn something new to let us know and give them a good job award. And then we recognize that in the team meeting, they get a little Dunkin' Donuts gift card. We say why they, who nominated them, and why they were nominated. And um, we started doing a team newsletter, e-newsletter this this year as well. And so we're out also including those there, so that we're getting it more consistent and more in writing and rewarding good behavior. Yeah, and we reward them for yeah for good behavior. I like that. And also <laughs> we reward them, you know, for their birthdays or their anniversaries. We talk about all of that kind of stuff because sometimes we, we you and I, tend to be the ones who sort of control and run that meeting. And that's sort of one of the things we're starting to kind of work on. Yeah, I want to make sure that we're, we have different people running different sections of the meeting. So um, we've got Nicole kind of handling the, hey, it's your birthday anniversary stuff, and Annabelle is asking for things, and our production meeting manager is doing things. So kind of, again, another another step of having us step back from being the end-all, be-all of Allison and Craig are at the top and everybody's below them. And I guess something we should kind of clear up here real quick is, what's the difference between a team meeting, like what we're doing here, and like a team building uh, event. Well, a team, the team meeting that we do once a month, we hit company announcements, education, um, where the company is going. It's more like a company business meeting. Um, we try to go around and do like a icebreaker, but as opposed to a team building event where we're off doing something fun together. Right. Yeah. So usually, you know, like during this meeting, I'm doing a state of the, the company sort of talk about, hey, here's where things are three, five, six months from now. Um, and, you know, we're talking about this is happening or this is something new in the industry. Maybe it's a code change or maybe it's something else, a new product that we're talking about. Team building, on the other hand, is like maybe we take the guys bowling and we try to have a fun event that everybody kind of gets to hang out and do things together. And that's not what a team meeting is generally used for. Right. And we're a small business. Like we're we have we're we've grown. So we're we feel like we're big, but we're 
we're small. And so what we can do has to be tempered by the budget too. So, um, you know, when we do team building events, sometimes those are, we go and do something or sometimes we do something in-house as a team building event. But when we talk about team meetings, we're really talking about kind of business aspect meetings. So what are some uh, tips for running like an effective team meeting? Yeah, I think one of the things that we had done poorly in the past, and as you and I have learned, we've gotten better about it, is having a clear agenda often a written agenda that people can see in advance Uh, for our monthly team meetings, just kind of our key people see that agenda because we're kind of rolling through the same thing every time. But when we have meet, when we're having a meeting, have a clear written agenda, Um, be clear about who's supposed to attend, what the expectation level is. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important to make sure that, especially, you know, in our case, we have these full team meetings where everybody needs to attend And I think it really starts to show in a lot of ways the people who skip it or who forget it, big air quotes right there. They forget the meeting. meeting. Um, Those people, you start to see how culturally they don't fit, how they don't want to be part of the team. So I think being clear about who should attend, when the meeting is, where they need to be, if they have to bring something or if they need to be bringing, you know, in our case, it's a lot of times, hey, bring your receipts from your credit cards or from the lumber yard. Um, you know, be very clear about what the expectations are of when and who should be there. Right. Um, I think it's important that we stick to our agenda. If we say it's going to be 45 minutes or an hour, that we keep it to that amount of time that we are respecting everybody's time and our time as well. Yeah. And, and at the end of that meeting, you know, you need to, you need to one, allocate some time for everybody to mill about and talk to each other and check in. I think that's important, but you need to, at the end of that meeting, make sure that people have action items at the end of the meeting. So if your field staff is supposed to do something or go do something, um, like I'll tell you right now, we are partnering with a new company called Reno Run, and um, we're going to talk about our upcoming team meeting here in a couple of weeks, how our team is supposed to use this new company. So part of their action item is going to be they need to use this this company, Reno Run, they need to use it three times in the next month or whatever it might be, or use that instead of, you know, calling or going to the lumber yard. And so I think being clear about what action items they need to have at the end. And you need to... And why it's important. Yes. Like, and, why are we making this change? Why are we doing this? Yeah. So, and then also you need to tell, and you need to be available at the end of that meeting to receive feedback. Because sometimes, especially if you are in a situation where, um, you don't work together all the time or you're not in the same physical space together. As owners, we need to make ourselves available at the end of that to allow people to come and talk to us or, you know, just to say hi or to make that little bit of bonding and rapport. And I know for some companies now, it's probably really hard when you're on Zoom. And I know there are a lot of companies that do these kind of team meetings, if it's weekly or monthly, and they do them on Zoom. And it's hard to do those kind of things on Zoom, but maybe it's it's, hey, you know, I'm going to stay on for five minutes if you need to talk to me or send me a note and we can jump on another Zoom together if you need to talk. Yeah, I I, I don't envy those companies who can't have their teams in person still. Um, I just for for us, it just doesn't work. Them being remote didn't work. The things didn't get done. We too many things fell through the cracks. I think that people were disengaged. And I think that especially for our team and our team's culture, being together works best. Yeah. And that kind of leads into like the idea of 
the next thing we're talking about here, which is the five dysfunctions of a team. It's a book by Patrick Lencioni, who who we're we're having, by the way, just a side note, uh, Allison and I are having a Patrick Lencioni year. Yeah, year. we're doing a we we kind of do a book club, although not everybody participates. We invite everyone to participate. Um, our key leaders all read a book a quarter together. And so this year we've decided that we're going to kind of roll through Patrick Lencioni's book. So we're just finishing in Q1, The Ideal Team Player, and we're going to move on to The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And in The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, Patrick asks people to think about five questions in relation to the team that they work with. Yes. And so, you know, those questions are, um, does your team, do your team members openly and readily uh, disclose their opinions? Are your team meetings compelling and productive? Does your team come to decisions quickly and avoid getting bogged down by consensus? Um, does your team, do your team members confront one another, uh, about their shortcomings and do your team members sacrifice their own interests for the good of the team? And if you said yes to a lot of those things, that's great. If you said no, then there's things that need to be worked on. And what's funny for us is I kind of read through those and I think I've got these team members who do and these team members who don't to some of these questions. Right. I, I was kind of, as I was reading them, I was answering each one in my head and some of them were like, well, kind of, what kind of we do? We kind of, but I think that that's, and that's, what's important about kind of what we're going through um, and kind of seeing how the team meetings work is starting to work as owners and as managers, having our managers work harder at getting those to yeses. I think as we've gotten bigger, though, we've been able to, you and I have been able to take some stuff off off of our plates, which is giving us more time to focus on some of these things, which is why our team culture has gotten better in the last couple of years. Um, and if you said no to those questions as Craig was reading them, you know, there's a lot of things in Patrick Lencioni's book that he talks about, which the five dysfunctions are absence of trust, fear of conflict, lack of communication, avoidance of team accountability, and inattention to team objectives. And I know that we have gone through periods where we've worked on one or more of these items. And I think as we go back into rereading the book again, um, we're going to start to address more of those things. And for me, I think some of it has just been literally a time issue. I have been bogged down in working on the business, in the business, I mean, sorry, and not on the business and on the team. And I have sometimes get to the point where I'm like, just do your job. I don't have time to deal with all this extra stuff. And now I'm trying to deal with this extra, quote unquote extra stuff. Well, and I think part of it, part of going through what we're going through in the book club right now and part of looking at our team meetings is it starts to build for you or for me a, a better idea of who's on the bus, who fits what we need them to do. You know, and we'll talk about this in future episodes, uh, but thinking about Patrick Lencioni's humble, hungry, and smart. Right. And who's taking advantage of these resources we're giving the giving out and who's not. And it's, it's telling about who's humble, hungry, smart, who is an ideal team player who is fitting into our evolving team culture by what things they are taking advantage of that we're offering. Right. Um, and the other thing is, you know, there are, we've, we've talked about sort of our big and our whole team meeting, but there are other team meetings, Allison, that are probably important to think about having. Yeah. So Monday mornings, our team does what we call the stand-up meeting. We go around the table and we share our top three goals for the week. And one thing I've been noticing lately is 
people's goals should be the reflective of their 90 day commitments or rocks, the big picture things. And we're get I'm seeing a lot of action items. I need to start this job. I need to finish this estimate, which isn't the objective. So we kind of need to revisit that. From my perspective, our top three for the week should be moving us closer to completing our goals. Another step this week to getting to that 90 day goal. Um, and so I think that's something we as a group need to be working on. Yeah. And that all of that stems from, and we've talked about this book as well, Gino Wickman's traction and how the, you know, how he is traction. The whole idea behind it is to always be moving forward to your ultimate goals. Um, so I think where a lot of that comes from. And then, you know, obviously we have our big, you know, full team meeting. We try to have those monthly it, it, over COVID. It's sort of been bi-monthly or once a quarter. Um, it's harder in the winter time since we've been doing them outside the new office space for us is going to be super helpful because we have a lot of big, uh, more more, bigger area for us to physically meet in. Um, And then, you know, obviously annual planning meetings are a type of team meeting. Uh, For us, we've, we talked about that in a previous episode about breaking that up and having, you know, these annual team meetings where you have some of your whole team and then you have just some key managers and then maybe just owners as well. And so having a mini owners meeting is also, you know, Allison and I, um, and this is kind of new for us again in our new space, and we'll talk about it more in future episodes um, about we're now in different spaces. So our mini owners meetings that we have are, are kind of, you know, more challenging than they've been in the past. Yeah. When we were sitting at the same across the cross from each other, it was easy to just ask questions. And I feel like now we're really have to like, I have a little piece of paper and I have asked Craig this, asked Nicole that because you're not as accessible to me, which isn't necessarily a bad thing as we have as our team has grown, and especially now that we're in a new space, I feel like you and I are having more weekly meetings. Um, You and I are trying to meet. um, You meet once a week with your sales and estimating team. We've been trying to have a manager weekly meeting, like a key manager weekly meeting, which isn't really where I want it to be. I want it to be more of that level 10 style meeting. But right now it just feels like a check-in with our production manager. So I think that's something we need to, we're struggling with and need to work on because I feel like we as leaders will help make him be a better leader if we can get to that level. Um, You know, I'm meeting with my marketing team several times a week and we're trying to walk around the office now and check in daily with everybody. I worry that sometimes you and I can get bogged down too much by being in meetings. And that's something that we're struggling with as our roles in the company are evolving. Yeah. And I find for me, you know, one of the things that I think we could be doing better is, is those meetings being a little bit more intentional, um, defining times a little bit better. I feel like sometimes we we tend to have these meetings that, you know, um, don't have a, de- a defined time. And maybe I don't know if they're running long or running short, but I think if they had a defined time for me, it would be a little easier to not get so frustrated and and feel like, oh, all I have is is meetings. And it's hard because, again, we've talked about this in previous episodes. You and I are sort of, sort of at different stations in the business now, and you're able to have a little bit more higher level, you know, top down look at things. I'm still in the trenches a little bit more with what I have to do. So I feel like time is a commodity that I'm just constantly losing and not able to get back. And I think that that's why it's important that we revisit sometimes our what makes a good meeting and how do we have effective meetings. Right. 
Um, one of the things, and this kind of goes into what we uh, talk about every week on our show, which is you should download and listen to audiobooks. They're great. I'm, I've am i gotten back on in the last month or so like an audiobook kick, and I've got like three that I've like finished in the last month or so. That's great. Um, and you should really also, if you want to listen to audiobooks, if you're dying to listen to audiobooks, I'll give you a free 30 days. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried, and you'll get free 30 days of Audible on us. It's it's great. But a great book that you should listen to, because we're on this Patrick Lencioni kick, yeah. is a book that he wrote called Death by Meeting, Allison. Right. And when I first listened to it on Audible, it really helped me define how we do meetings and I that and get, help give me a structure. In Death by Meeting, Lencioni talks about the cure for the, your most painful meetings um, and talks about what bad meetings are. Death by Meeting is nothing short of a blueprint for leaders who want to eliminate wasteful and frustration among their teams and create an environment of engagement and progress. And I'll be honest, this is a book that I have not listened to or read yet. So it's definitely getting on my Audible list. So if you want a free 30 days of Audible and you want to listen to this book or any other Patrick Lencioni book, go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried and take a listen to it. So thanks for listening to us this week. Don't forget, you can find us online. Look for us on social media. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at bizmarried or just search for us on Facebook married with a business. And remember, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage because we're married with a business. Music.